Howdy, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Screen Stuff Podcast. I am Paul. And I'm Elgin. And this episode, we are talking about a new Netflix series called Ozark. Ozark, yes. It's already been out for a little while, over a month or yeah, so. Yeah, this past month it came out. Yeah, and it's already been renewed for a second season. Yes. And I just ate that stuff up, man. You, you ate it up. Yep. Binged like, it like crazy. Like the binge-worthy show that it is. <laughs> yeah. um, so clearly I know how you feel about it. Yeah. So uh, real quick, why is it called Ozark? Uh, the, well, uh, the character played by Jason Bateman takes his family to the Ozarks, which is, I believe, somewhere. The Lake of the Ozarks in Missouri. 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 <laughs> you say Missouri. <laughs> I can't. I don't think I'm allowed to say that. Anyway, yeah, in Missouri. And uh, he he has fled there. Well, not really. He's gone there because he has to launder money for the Mexican cartel that he's been working for. Yes. And uh, his partners were skimming money off the top. So he's in a load of hooey. Yes, he's in a lot of trouble. Um, So so we have a clip here for you. Here, uh, the main people in the clip are Jason Bateman, who plays Mm -hmm. Marty Fry, or Marty Bird, I should say. Marty Bird, yeah. Marty Bird. his wife, played by Laura Linney. Yes. Wendy Bird. Um, And he's kind of explaining to her what they've they've got to do now. um, Yeah. Now that they're in this predicament. So here's the clip. No, there is no choice here. Marty, stop. We have to call the police. I want you to forget it, okay? Or do you want to just role play it? Okay? I'm detective whoever the fuck, and you're the wife of the top money launderer for the second largest drug cartel in Mexico. Go. I mean, come on. Policeman jail time or, or, or witness protection program, the best if we even get that far. If we make it that far, the kids and I are in danger. Huh? What, what do you want to hear, you know? People who drive trucks full of cash onto scales to weigh it because there's too much to count. They don't exactly have a code of ethics that they adhere to. We're not going to the police. Send Liz to the police. No. No, Bruce didn't come home. He's, he's missing. They'll, they'll find out he's Liz dead. Liz is can... dead, Wendy. She's dissolving in a barrel next to the one they stuffed Bruce into. Now, here's what I'm going to do. Over the next two days, I'm going to try to pull together $8 million to pay back what Bruce stole. What, what we're do, not going to do... Do we, do we even is, have that much? Well, it's going to be tight. I mean, after early withdrawal penalties, I don't know, but I'm going to try. What we're not going to do, though, is panic, okay? We're just going to prioritize, and we're going to compartmentalize, and there's going to be a little bit of time management, okay? All right, starting first thing tomorrow morning after we tell the kids that we're moving, we're going to call your friend Linda, the realtor, and we're going to list the house, and then you're going to call the moving company, and then you and the kids are going to pack. You can either help them or just let them do it themselves. I don't really care, but come Friday after school, we're on the road. Okay, that's it. So that scene um, has uh, Jason Bateman as Marty kind of explaining to his wife what's going on a little bit. You know, she's yeah. a little bit in shock. Yeah. Um, and they don't, I, she doesn't want to leave her life, obviously. Right. You know, they have, they're from Chicago. They have a very affluent, nice life in right. Chicago. We find out late, later that they lived in Naperville. Oh, is that so, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, makes the, sense. The, the daughter mentions it to someone that she meets in in the Lake of the Ozarks yeah. at one point. Yeah. Um, but in any case, uh, it's. I think this scene is not necessarily emblematic of the show's style, but there's a lot of scenes where there's Jason Bateman kind of 
explaining his way through situations. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of him talking. He's very chattery, mm-hmm. uh, as he often is in a lot of his roles. Mm. Uh, but this is a different role for Jason Bateman in many ways. Yeah, no, it's very different. I mean, we're used to seeing him in things like Arrested Development and, you know, more comedic roles. Yeah, so, you know... Th- There's a comedic I mean, edge here. No, no, there is. Uh, I... The, the obvious p- parallel to all of this Breaking is Bad. Breaking Bad. Breaking right? Bad, right? 100%. You know, because uh, Cranston was in funny stuff, and yes. he was just known for being the dad of Malcolm in the was, Middle. He was right? the quintessential everyman. Yeah. And Jason Bateman has played this everyman, the straight guy in... Just about every single everything. role yeah. that he's ever played. Yeah. Um, and once some, someone said to me once um, about Jason Bateman... You know, that he's funny and in Arrested Development, you know, he again plays just kind of, he's the most regular yeah. out of all the Bluths in the Bluth family. Yep, yep. But he still wasn't exactly likable because mm. he he himself was very selfish in his own way, even in that show. Yeah. And what's interesting about this role is that on the surface, again, he plays a, a pretty normal, likable guy, but he does a lot of things that are very selfish and unlikable uh-huh, and so uh-huh. it it really is a different role but also very much the same type of role that we're used to him playing yeah, yeah the thing with this show it, it's like it's all so much of it is like i could encapsulate it as a variation on something right a variation on something that that i like actually yeah. you know like it's kind of like breaking bad meets arrested development yeah or, you know? <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but that sounds terrible. But <laughs> or or the best show ever. It depends on who you are. That sounds terrible. But but I found this show to be actually very riveting, and I just kept I couldn't stop watching it. And you know, and, and even like, even the score has a very Breaking Bad kind of like ding 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 kind of like weird. It's very, like, it's very staccato and very unsettling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and you know, and and, and I, I kept thinking, oh, like they they really borrowed. You know, like you're, let's take some family. Who's in, who's involved with drug dealers and put them in some setting in America that's not shown very often in t- TV. So right. you know, so in Breaking Bad it was the Southwest, and here it's right. the Ozarks, and you know, yeah, it I, it, 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 it borrows a, very heavily from that. Yeah, the playbook is very much Breaking Bad, but even that's like you would think, oh, oh, that's going to be too derivative or like not different enough. But I th- I found enough things different with this. And found it interesting in and of itself Well, that I enjoyed it. Similar to how Albuquerque is another character on Breaking Bad. Yeah. Here, for sure, the Ozarks play a very significant oh, role for sure. yeah. um, in the culture of the people, mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. the way people are able to interact, and just the secretive nature mm-hmm, of, of the mm-hmm, show, I mm-hmm. think... Um, the setting really does play a big role in that. Um, I also like the fact that even though there is a, this whole thing, the, the thing that's driving the plot is this deal that he has with the cartel, mm-hmm. but that the cartel is largely not a part of the everyday story. I mean, no. it's the yeah. undergirding motivation yeah. to, to yeah. get him to act in the ways that he is, mm-hmm. but he rarely interacts with the cartel in the meat of the story. Yeah, no, I mean, he meets with them obviously at the beginning and then right. there's some stuff that goes on at the end. Yeah, but, but, yeah. but for the most part, he's on the Oz- he's in the Ozarks on his own with his family. Yeah, and he's which, just trying to launder that money. Right, which yeah. I think is a smart choice because it really then lets 
you seep into just that world of the Ozarks and you don't have a lot of outside interference. Well, but then he does encounter various Lots people, of different people man, in people, the Ozarks. Yeah, who are kind of his adversaries, but then also then his kind of collaborators too. Right. It's just very strange. So um, the first season is 10 episodes. Yeah. And I actually haven't seen them all. Oh, okay. So I just want to put that okay. out there okay. because... Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not going to try to spoil it. You may... I don't know if you want to talk about the ending or not. No, but, no, no. But um, I've, I've seen, I think about six. I've seen them more than half of the episodes at okay. this point. Um, but... I saw all 10. For... <laughs> So, okay, so here's the interesting thing with me is, you know, as someone who is, I guess, critically talking about things on screen yeah, in this yeah, podcast, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm driven in how I talk about things from, you know, one side of my brain, which is just, you know, on paper or, you know, just what, what is this show doing and what's good and what's bad about it kind of on paper. Yeah. And, um, you know, based on things that I'm seeing and just like from that rational point of view. And then there's that other side of my brain, which is the more feeling side Yeah, where it's like, how do I just like this show? How do I like the way the show feels? How do I like the way it makes me feel? And that sort of thing. Yeah. 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 And the one, the one thing, and part of the reason why I didn't finish the show is that I I do think it is very bingeable and I do plan on finishing it. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's not a show that I was looking forward to watching in terms of the way it made me feel. Mm. I'm looking forward to watching it to see what happens mm. because I think the plot is very well crafted. Because there's a lot of ugliness, right? So let's let's, lo- let's, let's talk a little bit about the ugliness, yeah. right? Like now, like the the setup of of this show is different from Breaking Bad insofar as this. Like Marty Bird, obviously, is very different person that he's not dying of cancer he's not dying of cancer now he has a problem with his wife uh his wife has been cheating on him that's very you know that they reveal that right away right and 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 uh well another really smart choice that i think the show made is this whole idea of laundering money Mm -hmm. it wasn't like this secret that he harbored for himself for a long time like breaking bad did no no yeah here through various different reasons, pretty much it's like kind of everyone knows what's going on. Yeah. And yeah. Th- there's something refreshing about that. Yeah. And like, and even the people in the Ozarks who he approaches, they, yeah. they figure out, oh, you're trying yeah. to launder money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like it is not a secret. Is, I think there's literally one character who was kind of surprised by what happened. Yeah. But, you know, but pretty much everyone yeah, else pe- is kind of like. People are familiar with this phenomenon. Uh, I mean, I guess this happens a lot. <laughs> this is the post Breaking Bad world, right? Yeah, Where maybe. Yeah, yeah. something like laundering money many people seem to know about now and because pop culture and different shows and movies <laughs> have talked about it so much yeah so yes yeah, so you're right that is refreshing and and some very shocking things happen in that first pilot i mean i won't go into that too much yeah. but like you it's 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 even despite seeing stuff like breaking bad i'm i was still kind of aghast by the, some of the things i yeah, had there, seen there's and, definitely you know, a lot hard of to watch them, violence so. there and yeah um, but then I would say, you know, as I'm kind of like in the, you know, middle third mm-hmm, of, of mm-hmm. the series, yeah. it's not super viscerally violent. You know, mm. there's not, there's not a lot of people who are getting like their throats cut and stuff like that necessarily. Yeah. There's, there's, there, it's a lot more under the surface type of like threatening violence than actual violence that's yes. happening. Well, and after, the, after the, the pilot. Yeah, yeah. And, after and, the pilot, and there might be some. Other I'm, stuff yeah, I'm in around. the I'm in the middle third. I, <laughs> I figure right. more people are going to die before the show ends. Um, 
But I think for me, it's more of the um, just this ominous feeling oh, that, yeah. the, that the show yeah. is able to really do a good job of portraying. And, and that's what, for me, is kind of like... Oh, I don't. I, I want to watch more of this, but I, I don't want to feel anxious the entire time. And I feel so anxious watching the show because they're able to create that feeling in a way that I feel like, in some ways, was even more anxiety provoking than something like Breaking Bad. I think I think you're right, and I think I'm trying to understand why. I think I mean obviously I th- I like Breaking Bad better, but uh, if we have to choose, but I'm just there's some but there's something yeah. uh, interesting about this that I think it's because Marty Bird. I think I the character is so interesting to me and very different from Walt. Like yes. Walt had some issues where he had he had so much to prove, right? And Marty Bird seems much more controlled. He's he's a very pragmatic guy. Yeah, he's just like this. This yeah. shit's happening, and I'm gonna like this. I'm gonna solve it, and yeah. I'm. I mean, he has a lot of confidence in his abilities. Yeah, for sure. And it's different from Walt was yeah. such a tortured guy, much more mm-hmm. tortured and much mm-hmm. more like I have to prove this to the world. Right. And right. And um, there was like a much more frantic energy with Walt. And mm-hmm. this Bateman's character is not that. Marty Bird is much more cool and collected. So it's right. that that kind of makes the show's dynamics different. I feel. I, I also think um, I like the. The family a little bit better yeah. in this show. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think they have a little bit more to offer in terms of adding more dimension to the to the show. So there's a first, there's well, first there's Laura Linney. Yeah, yeah. Who, you know, I know some people who have like love hate relationship with Laura Linney. Really, I, I think sometimes she can be a little difficult in some of her performances. Huh. Maybe it's just the the char- types of characters she's playing, but okay. I think she's doing a, a really nice job yeah, in the show. So too. Yeah. Um, she's not just playing the helpless wife. Oh, for sure. Definitely but, not. She, you know, she has a lot of agency, um, and she's clearly dealing with a lot of it on her own and figuring out her own ways to deal with the situation. Yeah. Um, so she's doing a nice job as Wendy. But even um, there's, there's a daughter and a son yeah, in the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sophia Hublitz, she plays Charlotte, and then Skylar Gartner plays Jonah yeah. as the two children. And they're both... They're very good. Very interesting, yeah, too. Like, yeah. Not only are their characters interesting, but they're both doing a really nice job. I, I'm really liking the Bird family, not because of who they are as characters, but yeah. the, the performances. Yeah. No, I, I, I have to agree with you there. Uh, they, they cast those kids really well. And uh, Laura Lenny, like, I don't... I, trying to remember if i've seen her anything like this and i don't think i have you know it's always masterpiece theater (laughs) you know yeah so stuff like that uh i you know and i think they make for an interesting pairing as a married couple and um you know you can i i feel their the weight of their relationship over the years like they're supposed to be a couple that's married over two decades and and you You can you you can can definitely feel the the heaviness yeah yeah. you you feel that and and you know even just to speak about jason bateman i mean i He's pulling it off. You oh know? yeah, he's definitely like, pulling off. You know, I, I wasn't sure if <laughs> I was like, wow, because he he always plays you know the the sarcastic you know not really too heavy type of guy, mm-hmm. and you still see signs of that oh, in yeah. his performance. I think that's yeah. just a, the core of who he is. Yeah, but you also see him in you know doing these kind of unsavory and he know, directed four of the episodes yes yes, yes. So he's definitely putting his stamp on, on that's the show. true that's true i mean this is this is a step up for him i think in many different ways yeah yeah now what do you think of some of the people they encounter in 
those are. Yeah, so the biggest character outside of the family is probably Ruth Langmore. She's yeah. played by Julia Garner. And I'm familiar with her because she was a fairly prominent character in one season of The Americans. Okay. Um, and in that show, she played kind of a, uh, a neglected teen like here <laughs> but in a very different way okay. this one like her dad was like uh a abusive. more no her dad wasn't abusive in uh, the americans her dad was more of like um uh an important like diplomat or okay like he worked he worked for some agency okay and it was just never home okay i see um and she was and the, that takes place in the 80s so she's like a brat pack kid who's uh, like yeah. you know has no parental supervision got it um obviously in this show she's um Part of the Langmore family, which has a pretty bad reputation in the Ozarks. Yeah. And she's... She's got a rap sheet. She's got a rap sheet, yeah. but she's also kind of the brains of the family. Yeah, she's obviously very smart. Um, I have to be honest, I'm not super crazy about her in the show. Okay. Wow. I, I think thought... she's I think she's doing a good job for the most part. Part of me, I don't... I've never seen her before, so I'm kind of like yeah. just seeing her as this... Her performance is is generally fine. Yeah, I, I think it's more. I'm not crazy about. Like there are just certain things about her character that I I feel like. I don't know if it didn't make sense, or maybe it'll make more sense later. I think, you know, there's definitely some history with her father yeah, that she becomes has... revealed yep. as the season goes on. You know, but the fact that you know she, she's surrounded by all these men. Yeah, and they somehow still cow to her yeah to a certain extent i mean i I know that that dynamic does change a little bit as the season goes on but Mm. there was just something about it that felt a little like why would they yeah yeah it just didn't feel totally authentic okay for for i mean i just thought that she was just so much brighter and sharper than they were that perhaps they would just you know Take her, and then she was also the daughter of the father who went to jail, and, and he, the, her, the, the father, father was, was the brains of yeah, the operation. Like he was the ringleader, yeah. so maybe just out of deference. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess guess so. I guess so. I, I, I guess I just had a few issues with the character here and there. Okay, but it wasn't enough to necessarily like ruin things for me. Yeah, but it, I, and and you see now, then you see the strange attachment to her, kind of making Marty Bird her almost surrogate father in some strange yeah, way. Like a strange relationship with. It's like she wants to kill him, but then yeah. she wants to take everything from him. Not just obviously not just his money, but like she wants to learn from him. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. there is this weird dynamic between them two, which which I think that dynamic is interesting. Yeah, I sure. think that's very interesting. Yeah, um, and it's almost like. I mean, again, Breaking Bad, like Jesse Pink, it's like she's the Jesse Pinkman, but she, like, she, but, she is. <laughs> but, but. And and just like in Breaking Bad, you know, Marty is essentially neglecting his own children. He spends yeah. almost no time with them, which yeah. leads to certain consequences. Mm-hmm. But a lot of time with this surrogate daughter. Yeah, it's, yeah. So there's a lot of echoes of of Breaking Bad there for sure. What do you think of the one cartel representative, Dell, played by Isai Morales? Morales? Yeah. Um, I mean, he's just not that important for most of the story. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he's very menacing, though, I thought. He, he is menacing. And it's interesting because I've, I've seen him in a few other roles. I can't remember exactly what they were, but yeah. he, he generally played like a nicer guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's interesting to see him playing. It just seems like there's a lot of actors here who are playing against type. Yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah. That's true. Um, and then another character is Jordana Spiro's character. She plays Rachel. She's... 
the owner of this dying kind of resort motel type of place yeah. that Marty chooses to funnel a lot of his uh, funds into. Um, and Unbeknownst she, to her initially. Yeah, and yeah. I would say of all the players in the entire story, she's like the innocent one. Yeah. She's the yeah. only one yeah. who kind of is like the salt of the earth, mm-hmm. like... I think she's she plays the straight man in, yeah. in a lot of the show. And I remember seeing her mostly. There was this TBS sitcom that she was a star of called My Boys. Oh, is, and that, she, that, is that who she is? Yeah, and she, oh. play, she plays a Cubs reporter. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, my goodness. I didn't realize that And, and it's based off of, like, the real life of someone who went to Northwestern okay. and then covered the Cubs as okay. a female. Uh. And they made a sitcom about her. And yeah. so she was... She was She's PJ. She played PJ in that show. So I only, I only know her as playing PJ in my oh, voice. So weird. And so it's funny to see her kind of in this more like she's a little bit like you know less well off. She's mm. you know um, you know has a southern more of a southernish accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 different. It, it's definitely putting people in a different light, which I like. What do you think about how the show shot? You know, it's it seems to have a kind of a. A bluish tone to everything. blue, yeah, this blue green tone, yeah, yeah. similar to what a lot of like. I think that's being used more so, I think, than any other point in like film and TV. I think you're right. You know, we talk about the Zack Snyder's of the world, yeah, yeah. And the what, what, what is that? What's behind that? I mean, it's just, just well, even Break, Breaking Bad popularized that too. There were yeah. certain shots that were clearly like. There was an Instagram filter. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think part of it is, yes, we are in this Instagram generation where we have all these digital filters that we can process our images through in a very easy, like literally it's one click mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. all of a sudden your show looks different. And it's probably like, it, you know, the music. It fits with. And it, it fits with the theme. Yeah. Um, and this show, it doesn't really bother me too much. I would say in their their other shows. I mean, well, people were complaining again, like 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 The Handmaid's Tale. Like, so yeah. there was Very, too, yeah. too much Instagramy filter yeah. stuff there. Yeah. But I, I, it didn't bother me there either. But like, I think I we're used. It. I think we're used to it at yeah. this point. And yeah. I did notice, especially when when I was looking at for like different clips and stuff. Because uh-huh. you know, I was we were, I was looking for clips for you know Logan Lucky that we yeah. did last week, and yeah. then I did clips for this, and I, I it was like you could totally tell the stark difference <laughs> in the in the the quality of the image yeah. based on this whole, like, I think sometimes it's almost done too much to a fault. Yeah, I think so too. But I think also we're used to it now where I don't really think of it as much anymore. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it didn't bother me, but I mean, yeah. it, 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 I did notice it. Let's just say yeah. that. Um, you know, I mean, there's so many things we could talk about this show. Like, I, for me, like, again, it's like this variation on something I really like, Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. And... But it's so different enough. It's still different enough that I really enjoyed watching it. And I'm, I'm looking forward to more seasons of it. Like, like some people might have this like, oh, I'm so tired of this drug stuff. Or you know, here we go again with another plot with a guy who's involved with drugs. Yeah. Um, but I didn't feel that, you know. But I can see how someone might feel that, you know. Well, I think so. I felt a lot of those things too. Where yeah. I was like, okay, this this definitely is familiar. Yeah, it's a lot of the same stuff we've seen before. It's not the most original, as as mm-hmm. kind of what we're saying here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the show does enough things that are different. Um, I think there are certain moments where you'll hear Jason Bateman do a voiceover, and he'll pretty much explain 
kind of his ideas about money mm. and his ideas mm. about money laundering mm-hmm. and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, that's how the show opens. Yeah. Um, and, and so it's a little bit like of a different take on things. Cause yeah. I, in Breaking Bad, I don't think... I, don't, I, can't there were no, I don't think there were ever a voiceovers. A voice, yeah, I can't remember a time where, you know, Brian Cranston was doing a voiceover as Walter White. You know, yeah. Like, there was none of that kind of stuff. So there's, there's definitely different things going on here. But the other part of me is 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 also like does the world need another show like this yeah um and but maybe this goes to something you 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 were hinting at you know we're going to be talking about um some shows that are niche shows yeah that peak tv has allowed and maybe just the the strain of peak tv is is so much that you have to kind of there's going to be some borrowing begging borrowing and stealing yeah yeah. um well here's the other thing too is i remember when i was talking with people who were watching breaking bad either in anticipation of the last season or toward the end of its run yeah um and so what they were doing is they were essentially binge watching the show yeah, yeah and Breaking Bad, as we can recall, has a lot of really disturbing, dark things that happen in it. Yeah. And I remember telling them, and they were just like, and part of it was maybe the hype didn't live up to what actually happened. Because at that mm-hmm. point, Breaking Bad had become, again, yeah, like a, you know, a huge phenomenon. Yeah. And so they were like, yeah, it's good, but you know, we're not really understanding why people love it as much as they do. Mm. But I was also telling them, like, you know, I don't know if I would have enjoyed the show as much if I binged. Mm like five seasons of mm, it consecutive. Mm. That would have been hard. That would have been really hard to watch. Yeah. And I think maybe that's part of the issue I'm having with a show like like Ozark is I think it is a good show. Mm. And it's it's not the most fast paced show. It's got a very deliberate pace to mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. But it's compelling to watch mm. and the it's clearly very well written. Mm. But I think for me in in the idea of wanting to binge a show like that mm-hmm. It's kind of a lot to take in at once mm. in terms of just like this constant feeling of anxiety that I talked about. Mm. And so I think that there still is, as much as we're in kind of this binging culture now, I think that there still is a lot of value in watching a show from week to week because it gives you time to process it, digest it, and not feel so weighed down by it. Because again, I don't think I would have been able to binge Breaking Bad. I'm glad that I was able to watch it. For the most part, maybe I think I picked it up in its second season, but watching it from episode to episode as opposed to like a 10 hour block of Breaking Bad, that yeah, sounds like no, torture. No, I think you're, I think you have something there. I mean, and clearly the weekly format stuff, like that still has a place in our culture and it, it permits people to make podcasts to talk about it afterwards. Yeah, the, the, the virtual water cooler. Yeah. This, this, yeah. this phenom- I mean, I've seen it everywhere. Like all, almost every kind of semi-popular show has someone podcasting about That's it true. That's or true. recapping it you right. know, in some forum and it allows people to come together and, and talk about it and, and process it together. But when you have something like Ozark on Netflix, bam, it's all out there. You can't really yeah. do that. And, and it's, and you yeah. wonder because, you know, Hulu has kind of a hybrid model where mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when they premiere a show, usually there's maybe a couple episodes available and then it's one at a time. Yeah, yeah. Even Showtime did that to a certain extent with Twin Peaks and some yeah. of the other shows. Like, yeah. they'll have sometimes a handful a of episodes yeah. to get people hooked. Yeah. And then they do it on a weekly basis. And I'm wondering, is it in Netflix's best interest to start thinking about that? Or does that completely go against the DNA of their company because they kind of popularize the whole they were the ones to really yeah. make that binge and, thing and would people thing. revolt <laughs> yeah i mean in some ways you know with certain shows 
they've broken it up into two pieces. And mm-hmm. so they said, well, here's part one of season one mm. and here's part two of season one. It's mm. still season one, yeah. but we're going to release the episodes in two packets. I also kind of wonder if like, you know, like in, in old broadcasting shows, sometimes there would be this kind of fan feedback even if even pre-twitter there was right. the sense that there was some feedback going to the or just the idea of the focus group yeah or something i don't, I don't know if netflix yeah. even does focus groups yeah maybe it doesn't and like you could say there's pros and cons of of not having that for the career yeah. but like maybe sometimes it's good to have some kind of fan feedback so that you i don't know maybe they'll lend some insight into something that you're right. you're doing right, right or wrong or whatever i don't know i think there is value in crowdsourcing and and seeing what the opinions are and we've there have been shows both now in the past that who adjusted for the better mm. because of like fan lost, feedback. For example. yeah yeah and, yeah. and so i i really do think um that there's value in that and i would even talk when we talk about the leftovers when uh-huh. we talked about uh, yeah, yeah. that there was some interaction with you know yeah yeah there was like too dark that first yeah. season like, yeah. and there was also interaction with like a columnist yes, talking about yes. his own Matt experience yeah. yeah yeah so uh, I like that interplay between the public and the show. Yeah. I think TV has always had this way of having that interactive uh, component to In it. In a way that movies don't, really. And, and I think Netflix yeah. doesn't benefit from that. Hmm. And I don't know. That, so that's, that's my biggest thing. is it, it was hard for me to watch episodes consecutively of Ozark okay. just because it was pretty dark. Yeah. Um, and I was, I was driven because I wanted to know what was going to happen next. Mm. But also, like, I'm just anxious, and I need I need to watch an episode of Younger or something <laughs> completely frivolous to, you know, just to, like... Cleanse feel, a palate or something. To, to feel yeah. like a normal person again. Yeah, that's, that's, well, I guess either I have a much more, like... Um, You're desensitized. <laughs> I'm so desensitized. You're numb. Or, or, or I'm just much more... I have a more, like, uh, appetite for punishment. Uh, I mean, I mean... You <laughs> torture know, porn. Tor- torture. I, I mean, I, 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 like, recently binged also, like, the um, third season of Homeland. You know, like, an old, old... You know, yeah. This is the last season where... Yeah. Um, uh, Damien Thewlis was still on, and yeah. and uh, and I'm just catching up now. And you know, I I really enjoyed that, but like I, I can see how any of those shows can be very exhausting when you're like sure like, watching them yeah. like five hours in a row or yeah. whatever. You know? I I don't know. I think something happened to me where my tolerance for it has actually gone down as opposed to the other way around. Interesting. Um, but yeah, ultimately, I would say Ozark is a good show. Yeah, me it's too. clearly well written. The directing, the acting, visually, there's some really beautiful shots. Yeah, for, yeah, um, it's just really well done. I think. and it's a part of the world or a part of the country. I would say that probably people who don't live around there have no idea. What I had it is. not. I don't know yeah. anything about it. Yeah, at and, all. and I would say probably the same thing for New Mexico. Yeah, I didn't Breaking know anything about Back. that either. Yeah. yeah, and so it's it's cool that they're able to you know take this otherwise you know sleepy part of the U.S. and it, it gives me hope, though, that, like, other parts of, of America will also get this treatment somehow, and yeah. maybe more ones with minorities at the center, you know, or something. Sure. You know, I don't know when or how. Yeah, there's still, but, I mean, you know, but... It is the Ozarks, so it's, a, it's obviously a very white show. Yeah. It's not something that it really comes up or you really think no, about. No, not really. It doesn't really matter, yeah. but, you yeah. know, in, in the grand scheme of things, yeah, I can see... Um, you know, even how it, what Donald Glover did with Atlanta, yeah, for example, yeah, for sure, yeah. Um, you know, I think it gave that city a different look. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people lauded that show because you saw 
Like, I think a lot of people recognize that Atlanta, mm-hmm. but had never seen that side of Atlanta on screen. Not before. on the screen, yeah, for sure. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, it's interesting how TV has the power also maybe to help us understand other parts of this country yeah, just because some, yeah because we're having a hard time there's this <laughs> provincialism that's you know yeah we're having some <laughs> difficulties right now yeah. understanding each other but anyway so ozark <clears throat> is of course uh, eternally available on netflix it'll always be available all 10 episodes until then... netflix uh, calls it a day or completely <laughs> changes their model which doesn't seem to be happening no anytime not soon. anytime soon um and knowing that there's going to be a second season of it yeah. now mm-hmm. you don't want to miss the bandwagon if uh you know if that's if ozark becomes the next you know breaking bad or, or whatever we'll yeah see. so um thank you for listening um next week we're gonna come to you with another new episode uh again we're talking about some off the beaten path kind of weird what things that diplo PTV, yeah. what would diplo do comrade detective yeah um so we're gonna talk about those things and also have our annual screeny awards yay so you don't want to miss that <laughs> don't sound too excited elgin but you you really don't want to miss it because you know we're we're distilling our favorite things of from this past yeah, year it's just always years. fun to kind of think back you yeah. know, a whole year from august and we always we always surprise each yeah, other we with do, our picks we do. too so yeah. i'm looking forward to it yeah i'm if, very if curious what you're gonna <laughs> pick <laughs> all right so thank you for listening and right. uh tune in next week thank All you right, bye